Hello guys, welcome back to the Perfect Hatchery Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. Today, we're doing a Man City Champions League special, discussing whether Man City can finally break through the last stages of the Champions League and finally maybe win the competition this year. We, we're going to delve deep into this topic, go into deep topics, and kind of analyse this a bit more than usual. And today, I'm joined by Arvin, obviously my co-host as usual. Arvin, how are you doing today, mate? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Looking forward to it. And I've got another special guest, guys. You know how it is. I'm coming in clutch with these guests with the guests recently. We got Miz last time. We got Maris Fisher. Now we got Lionel Joel, a huge Chelsea fan. How are you doing today, Lionel, mate? I'm good, man. I'm just happy to be here, guys. Uh, this is exciting for me. It's my first one. So yeah, hope it's a yeah. good one. Cool, cool, cool. We're looking forward to having you on. Uh, we we did a video earlier, and I thought you we were really insightful with your opinion. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Let's just get let's just get straight into it. I want to discuss first of all. Let's start from the back, as we would. Let's start from the back. Let's start with the defensive solidity of Man City this year. Obviously, they've been superb this season. Um, 19 game win streak, 13 clean sheets, and only six goals conceded in all comps in in, in that games. So Man City have really looked uh, a lot more defensively solid than last season. Obviously, with they were leaking goals left, right, centre. Fernandinho centre-back, John Stones, Otamendi were not really up to it, but obviously the signings could, could have helped. Ruben Diaz is coming and just dominant. He's, he's really surprised a lot of people coming from a league that's not really known to to bring amazing players, a Portuguese league, obviously Bruno Fernandes as well. But yeah, so Lina, I want to start with you. How would you say that Man City's defensive solidity has really helped them so far this season? Oh yeah, before you carry on, you forgot um, a certain guy called Cristiano Ronaldo came from that league too. Oh yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Name guy. Right, um, yeah, I think I, I think at the beginning of the season, we all saw that um, Guardiola's team had uh, a tough time. Um, I, I, we all, including uh, some of my friends that are Liverpool fans, thought, you know, Man City yeah. were dead in the water. Um, but, you know, with Ruben Diaz coming in and looking the way... I mean, I mean, let's not forget that Man City have spent almost 500 million on just defenders. And that's a big sum. Uh, Nathan Ake, who's previously of Chelsea, um, you know, getting in there, but he's been injured the whole time. So, but yeah. fortunately for them, Diaz came in, he solidified it. And the, I think more than just Diaz coming in and solidifying the defense... Um, what he's done to the confidence of John uh, of Stone, sorry, mm-hmm. is is incredible. Like um, we, we, it was another player that you know we thought was done. He he was you know probably never going to get into the England team, but he's just like it's been a a revival that you know that can rival any defender in the league right now. So it's 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 sad as a Chelsea fan to watch, <laughs> but um yeah it's I mean good on good on Guardiola. Yeah for sure no it's it's been a real shock this season. I really feel like at the start of the season obviously they lost five two to Leicester. And again I, I did raise this question a lot after the Champions League last season. I do think that Man City were done under Guardiola. I know it's bad to say, but it did look like they were they 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 were going to part ways. But he's really proved a lot of people wrong with the defenders. Oh, I mean, I just want to talk about some individual players at the back. Obviously, we've talked about Ruben Diaz a bit, but let's talk about a guy who's also contributed going forward. He's played as a left back and he's played as a right back this season. And last season mm. he wasn't great, but he's really come clutch this season for City. I want to talk to you about obviously Joao Cancelo. And his rich reign of form. How would you how would you talk about Jack Cancelo this season? How good he's been? I mean, I don't watch much of City, but when I did watch them against Gladbach. He was one of the people that actually drove City towards the win. Um, his two balls that came in were all effective towards both of the goals. 
uh, Banana Silver being on the end of it, obviously. So Jack and Seller now, what does City do in the midfield? Uh, what does City do uh, with the fullbacks? Is they always drift them into midfield? They always come in as midfielders, yeah, yeah. As to allow the midfielders to make uh, actual runs into a box. So we see Gunda one, but we'll talk about that later. So I feel like Jack and Seller, especially this, I always knew that he was a quality player, but he just didn't. In previous seasons, he just didn't show that quality out, or he didn't settle. Maybe that could have been the argument. You know, at Juventus, he was actually quite good. I was, I was uh, kind of shocked that they swapped him for Danilo, but that's another topic to talk about. But um, yeah, Jarkin, so going forward, especially with his pace, I feel like he gives Man City a lot of new attacking dynamisms. And um, yeah, obviously going back defensively, he also has the cover of the likes of Ruben Diaz, who has been excellent this season, John Stones as well, very ball-playing defenders, you know, and not as well as that, I feel like Joao Cancelo, especially the seasons before, he'd been very limiting to attacking options where he couldn't, most of, most of the time when he was on the ball, he was very ineffective because he didn't know how to pick out a cross yeah. or a pass. I feel like this season now, he's especially proved on his passing game, which has allowed Pep to play him so much because... He's now able to pick up passes from here and there. He's not. He's. He doesn't just have to get in behind or make overlapping runs. He's not just mm -hmm. limited to one option. Yeah, I think that he he also contributes to maybe the lack of creativity last season. Maybe yeah. he's another player on the pitch that that's really creative. When when De Bruyne was yeah. out, who was making them daring passes in behind? It was it was Joao Cancelo. Obviously playing it to some late runs from Foden and Ilka Gundogan. I just want to talk myself a bit about. Obviously, Ruben Diaz, he's come in and he's almost had the Virgil van Dijk effect for, for uh, Man City. He's come in and he's improved the whole defence. Like, John Stones looks like a much better defender. Last season, he was really shaky, obviously. I don't think he played for 20 or 21 games last season. But, yeah, Ruben Diaz has really improved the defence. Obviously, the left-back position's been a bit sticky, I'd say, for Man City. They're playing Zinchenko at the minute, who's not known to be a really strong defensive left-back. He, I think he said in an interview that he wants to be a central midfielder. Obviously, he looks like De Boring, but does he play like him? I don't know. But, yeah, Ruben Diaz has improved the defence. They, they just look more confident with him there. Even if they play a high line, Diaz has the pace in behind the reading of the game. Even if in the big games he's come clutch he's made some really crucial blocks in them games and I really think that if Chelsea myself as a fan I'm sure Lionel will enjoy uh, uh will agree sorry if we sign a player of his pedigree in our defense next season your likes of Nicolas Zula your likes of David Alaba then I feel like it could have the same effect like we need a defender after Thiago Silva that can dump that can boss the back line use his leadership control the defenders and yeah I feel like that's really crucial for every club to have but I'm gonna move on from the defensive solidity a bit too. Obviously, Man City's attacking threat. They've always been known to score five, six goals in, in the smaller games and destroy teams. Like We've seen that a lot this season with Man City as well. I believe they beat a team 6-0 early in the season. I'm not exactly, uh, not quite set on stone or which team that is. But, Arvin, I'm going to start with you talking about a bit about Man City's threat. This season, we've seen Aguero's been out for most of it. Gabriel Jesus isn't exactly your your big, strong Rommel and Lukaku number nine. But, Pep Guardiola has almost bring it back to like Barcelona 2011, where there was no real centre forward in Messi, Pedro, David Villa. How would you talk about Man City's the way they like to play in the front line, the way they interchange positions? How would you talk about the way they play in the final third? Um, to be honest, when when Aguero and Jesus were out at the start of the season, I thought that Pep would really struggle without having an actual known striker within the side because they were only scoring like one goal a game. They were conceding like. Not a lot, but a lot more than they should have. So um, 
well, obviously right now coming in they they usually have an attack they usually have an attacking midfielder as a striker and I feel like that that really surprises teams when when they were playing the end city because they didn't really mm-hmm. know the movement of the likes of Phil Foden um, even if it was Kevin De Bruyne coming in or Bernardo Silva, even if it was Sterling playing up front, you you, you don't really know what you're going to get with this City attack because it's yeah. not all be- it's not all based on one. We're going to put the ball into one striker, and he could potentially get man marked or something. There's always rotation, so I feel like it is really hard if you were to man mark these players at City uh, in City's attack because. They're so they're so rotational as well. Sterling's run, you know, you can't just Phil Foden as well has been incredible this season. Sterling getting back to form, he hasn't been as good as he has been previous seasons, but he is coming back to that form that we have been seeing from him uh, in recent seasons. So you know, you can talk about that. You can talk about Riyad Mahrez as well. You know, he's chipped in with a couple of goals. Um, so I re- I really think City's attack. Um, it's yeah. good. The only the, the one uh, criticism I have of them is sometimes in key moments where, for example, as we saw like in Sterling against Lyon last season, can their players really step up to the plate when it really counts in the specifically in the Champions League? I don't think mm-hmm. Premier League is an issue. I feel like they got that wrapped up. If I'm being honest, uh, yeah, I mean ten points. I I don't think there's a way for anyone to claw back that margin. But yeah. Um, that's that's the real question. Can they step up to the plate? Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. But yeah, I want to talk about a player with with Lionel that I'm sure he's watched a lot of this season. He's been arguably one of the best players in the Premier League this season, and he's not one of the front line, but he has played as a, as a full centre forward this year. And Lionel, I want to talk to you a bit about OK Gundogan. Obviously, he's been making them late runs. He's been scoring from deep. He's been sitting down Damison Sanchez like he's a toddler. Like he's been destroying, he's been destroying defenders. He's been superb. I, I can't say enough good words about. It. I want him at Chelsea, man. I want him at Chelsea. Ooh. How would you talk about Gundogan this season and how he's stepped up his game? Um, I think uh, f- from 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 what I'm seeing, it, I, he almost reminds me of uh, a Mata at uh, Chelsea. I think mm-hmm. he's a bit more attacking than Mata was, uh, getting into the boxes. Uh, as you said, he's playing as a false nine, so he has to be uh, a bit more uh, forward than Mata was. But he he's reminding me of kind of like that chemistry that Mata, Oscar, and I, I don't want to make this all about <laughs> Chelsea. We're talking about Man City. But yeah, I'm I I what 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 can you say? I mean, he he has been exceptional. It's like I just feel like um since uh, De Bruyne has uh, has been injured this season, they need Man City needed someone to step in into that role and dictate play and you know and 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 be just uh, boss the midfield, sure, you know, yes. when it comes to whatever match they're whoever they're playing against, and he's done that perfectly. I mean, watching him against Liverpool, I, I apart from that penalty, I don't know if he put a, a foot wrong. To be honest, he, he's just it's 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 it's, it's I don't know. I, I I I I'm almost lost for words because of uh, you know, the fluency that he has, the way he connects the defense and the midfield and and the wingers. And uh, going to what um Arvin said about Mares, I'm so sorry, but I think Mares is utter trash. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if that, but because um every time I see Mares play, um 
you you get a glimpse. You get like a, a, a one goal here, a little dribble there. But if you watch his game yeah, as a whole, I I just think that I think he did well in leaving Leicester when he did because if he had stayed one more season, I don't think anyone would have spent the amount of money that they did. But um, back to um, uh, guy I I think he's a, he's amazing, and um, yeah, it's just. This the Guardiola has just before Guardiola he was um, an okay player, but this season he's just been molded into this great probably player of the season for me honestly. Sure, yeah, obviously not talk about Riyad Mahrez, but yeah, I feel like he is really limited on that left foot. Like if you put him on his right, he's pretty much just your average Sunday league player in my opinion. And to right. go a bit deeper into that, yeah, but yeah, Gundogan's been superb this season. Obviously. He's got 11 goals this season compared to his one goal last season in the league. I don't know what he's done, but obviously destroyed big teams. It's not like he's getting um the goals like a certain Portuguese camp for Man United where he's just scoring against the smaller teams. He's just, he's banging them in against in the big games that matter. Yeah, he's been superb. I'm going to discuss a little about, yeah, sorry, what was that, Arvin? Violations thrown in on uh, Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know the Man United fans listen to this as well, so sorry, man. But yeah, I'm going to discuss a bit about Phil Foden, you know, but I'm going to compare him to Mason Mount. I just have to. I love oh, Mason oh, Mount. Wow. And everyone is, everyone's talking about Phil Foden is better than Mason Mount. I think Phil Foden is superb. He has that skill in the final third. He is a cam. He's not a central midfielder. He's a cam. He dominates everything in the final third. He makes them little passes in the box. He gets the finishes and he knows what to do. He has good decision making, but compare him to the other camps in the league would you have him in the England team over Jack Grealish would you have him over James Madison that's why I say Mason Mount isn't a cam he's a centre mid for me in the England team you start one of Foden Madison and Grealish and you bring in Mason Mount that's my opinion but obviously Phil Foden has been superb this year for Man City we know he has he stepped up his game and I really like the way Guardiola's kind of aided his development you know a lot of people were saying in the last few years why is he not playing why is he on the bench training with the first team all the time, but he's just not playing anymore. I'm just, but he's built him up season by season. He's, he's kept training him, playing with these super players. David Silva left for, I believe it was Real Sociedad last season and Fulfoden stepped up and he's been a key member of this absolute dominant City team that's destroyed most teams. I think he's been superb, but yeah, I have to back my boy Mason Mount. I think he is better, but yeah, let's move on to our City experience enough. I just want to talk about this a bit. Obviously, Man City have a great team. The likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden, Riyad Mahrez, Ilke Gundogan, Rodri. I could go all day with these players. They they have squad depth for days, you know. But Arvin, you are you do want to talk about this topic, but I want to just speak to you. They we watched them in the Champions League last year. They reached the semi final, not the semi finals. Sorry, the cool. quarterfinals, and, and bottled it. They bottled it. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about. Do you think the City team was experienced enough to win the Champions League this season? Um, me personally, no. No, I don't think they are. And I feel like Pep as well. Uh, actually, that, that's for another topic. But we'll talk, we'll talk about their team and their teams and experience. Um, so, obviously, relaying back to a lot of things that happened last season, obviously, they beat they beat Real Madrid 2-1 or 4-2 over um, both legs. So, we have to congratulate them for that. But I did, I did say it was not the best Real Madrid team that we had seen in years. So, that's another topic. But anyway... Um, obviously, the, then came the Lyon game. And again, as I point back to the point I made earlier, the decisive moments that missed from Sterling, that just wasn't, that wasn't like a player that had been at that stage for years. You know, you, you compare that to the likes of 
obviously Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Robin Lewandowski, the people that have done it for years in that stage, they would have put that chance away. That's that's the difference between players that are different clubs and that have been there and done it between Manchester City and as Pep relayed to them in the Champions League as children, it, it can sound quite demeaning, but he, he is right in some senses because Manchester City, they've only reached the semi-final once and that was under Manuel Pellegrini as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we can talk about that for days. I mean, for me personally, they're not ready. A lot of people disagree with me because obviously they've been on this fine Premier League run. They just beat Gladbach 2-0. And they, I mean, at the time, uh, at the time of recording, they actually drawing one one to West Ham. So you can you can sit in and talk about, oh yeah, oh. they've done this, they've done that. But in the Champions League, can can the Premier League form be replicated to take into that? Because we saw in the 2018-19 season they were doing really well in the Premier League, and then they lost to Tottenham in the 2017-18 season. Arguably the best season under Pep. Yeah, they lost. To, they got battered by Liverpool. Salah, Mane, mm. Firmino. They got battered. So you can talk about that for days. But I just feel me personally, this season they're not as good as twenty seventeen eighteen. I, for me personally, they're not as good as twenty seventeen eighteen. So I just don't think they'll win the Champions League this season. Yeah, I mean, right now it does look like for me, or looking as an outside fan, obviously I'm a very very biased Chelsea fan. I do think that Man City can go all the way. Like this is all I'm going to get to this in the conclusion, but the way Man City are playing this season, they're just they they've really upped their game. It's obviously in the 70 to 18 season they did bottle it, but this season they look a different animal. I don't know what it is about City in the 17 18 season they were good defensively, but then Nicolas Otamendi at centre back. Now they have obviously Ruben Diaz, and they didn't have Cancelo back then, and now they have Cancelo. But yeah, I think that. What you mentioned was really good that they, they reached some good stages under some good seasons. Obviously, they lost the Spurs, but that was pretty fraudulent. VAR came into their aid. It looked like Llorente kind of handballed that. I'm not going to be, I'm not then, a VAR. But then, again, just making one point. Again, going back to the decisive moments, when I watched the 1 0 win at um, the, new, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Aguero missed a penalty in the 13th minute. Exactly. So, again, decisive moments when you need your best place to step up, you know, Sterling, Aguero, etc. They're not there. I, the only person I saw step up last season for them was Kevin De Bruyne when he scored the equaliser. You know, he was the main threat. He was the guy that excluded himself from everyone else as being world class, and the rest mm-hmm. just weren't on it. Yeah, and he was the the standout against um, Real Madrid. Exactly. Um, in that exactly, game, yeah. I just want to ask you uh, both of you a question, if sure. if I may. Um, you so, uh, Taryn, you say that um, you think. Man City could go all the way. Do you sure. think that this Man City team beats uh, Bayern Munich? By opinion, uh, do, do you know? I don't think I mentioned this, but Armin's actually a Bayern Munich fan. Uh, well, oh, okay. But, yeah, so it's interesting you asked me that. Obviously, Arvin, you know, you can come, you know, where I live. You, you can, you can. I can, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to answer that question. You, you can talk about that. <laughs> I, I'm going to go into this, yeah. Personally, yeah. right, this season, as an outside fan, all I've seen is Bayern Munich have dropped quite a lot since last season. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they drew to Arminia, Arminia Bielefeld 3-3, lost to Frankfurt. Um, they've lost some big games. In the Club World Cup, they didn't really convince me as well. So, right now, on current form, if the Champions League final was tomorrow in, I don't know, Qatar or something, as it looks like at the minute, then I'm saying Pep Guardiola's Man City are going to win that game. I'm very sorry, Arvin, but... The defence has been solid, the attack's been solid, the high line is going to be exposed by the late runners, you know. Davison Sanchez is going to become Jerome Boateng, so in that game, you know, he's going to collapse. And yeah, I think that right now, Arvin, what do you think about this? Like, you answer honestly. I, I want to hear unbiased opinion from you about it. It's a good question by Lionel. 
Honestly, mm. I actually don't know because I don't know what Bayern Munich will turn up. If the and it's it's very hard to talk about that because we don't know because these are footballers, you know, they're they're yeah. they're humans and we don't know, you know, what what's going on or anything. Not that there's any problems going on at the club, but we we just don't know what morale they're in or stuff like that. You know, whether whether Hansi's gonna go with a high line or whether he's going to sit back like he like he did against PSG go a bit more conservative so you know we we don't know I mean the game is not even happening so I'm not going to sit here and talk about tactics but me personally I feel like Flick will set up Bayern to be the destroyers in that game because it is such a big game it is such a big game and I feel like just the Bayern Munich of 2020 will come back to that game and we will beat them easily yeah, that, that was a really interesting question. But yeah, at the minute, I do think right now, if you take away, just just talk about form, I'd say Man City are probably the best team in, in Europe right now. Like on form, if you take away Bayern, Sex wow. Tupel, obviously they won six trophies. You just you just forget that ever happened. That's why I want it to happen so Arvin will stop bragging about it. But yeah, if, if, you, if you just take that away, then I'd definitely say that, yeah, Man City are the best. I'm just going to move on a bit with Lee and I'll talk a bit, a bit more about the other experience enough. I want to discuss the topic a bit, a bit more. I want to talk to you, Lionel, about one player. If you think he has the, the level to kind of take Man City in this level. I know he's not that experienced, but if he can use his maturity maybe to help Man City through this, I want to talk to you about more bit more about Phil Foden. Sorry, about Phil Foden. Obviously, he's not played in, in big games. He thinks his first season starting this many games in the Champions League. How do you talk about Phil Foden if he has maturity levels to maybe carry City to a trophy? Um, yeah, I mean, before I get into specifically Phil Foden, I think uh, the way I look at Man City is the same way I look at... Um, PSG. I mean, I know it's rich coming from like a Chelsea fan who <laughs> <laughs> whose owner is just like pumping in money, but um, it's it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. They they have the team. They 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 have the players in order. I mean. Other than like Phil Foden, that that city team is pretty experienced in winning. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you might say, yeah, it's different, you know, winning the league and winning an FA Cup, but they're still experienced in winning. They they know what they need to do. I mean, this some of these city players went against um, um, a Man United that were on top, uh, Chelsea that were on top, uh, you know, Liverpool that were on top. And these are all like big teams that do play um, in the Champions League. So I. I, I do think that I don't, the thing is I've been for years trying to figure out what it is that's missing, but there's just, you can tell, like I wasn't, I was under no impression that PSG was going to win that final against Bayern Munich because mm-hmm. they just didn't look like the team that would do it. And that's the same way I feel about uh, Man City. I also feel like Man City um does get lucky in in uh the teams that they play against sure. right like for example again i'm not this is not about chelsea but <laughs> chelsea got um atletico madrid and you know the man city i can barely pronounce the team that they got do, do you get what i mean so it's kind yeah. of that's always how i feel about draws when it comes to man city and so on and so forth but um going on to phil foden man uh i oof, I know you're probably going to like cut me off the podcast for saying this, but I think Phil Foden is the best young player in England uh, right now. 
Um, I I think he right, is. Sorry, I'm Yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I think he is uh, miles above Saka. He's miles above uh, Mount. He's miles above Madison. I think the way, like, he has everything to be one of the greatest players um, if he just uh, puts in the work. I, 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 <laughs> I just. I, I don't think we've seen that type of player and that type of talent in a while. He almost gives me a like an Mbappe, but a midfield Mbappe. You know, he's wow. he's just he's just wow. ex- astonishing. The 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 goal that he scored against Liverpool like yeah. kind of summed up everything that is Phil Foden and why he is the the talent that he is the beating of the defender the smashing the ball into the 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 roof of the net it it was just incredible and that kind of just sums up but when it comes to experience I I don't I think he needs a few more years to be able to carry a team um I think uh, that's De Bruyne's job for now. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think he marshals everyone into getting. I mean, Silv, that was Silva's kind of job uh, before he left. But I think now De, De Bruyne has taken that mantle and kind of marshals the team forward. So yeah, uh, I uh, again, I'm so sorry for my stupid opinion <laughs> about <laughs> Phil Foden, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's, it's understandable. Like, but just it might it might be my my blue tinted glasses. It might be my yeah. my huge Chelsea shirt collection. But yeah, I do think Mason Mount is he's more rounded as a player. I feel like obviously Mason Mount's been carrying the Chelsea team this season, despite all the big money signings we've had. Who we've relied to, we pass the ball to Mount to create or score. And yeah, yeah. I think Mount's been superb. But yeah, full phone is a, he deserves a lot of credit and. Yeah, I think he's a great player with a questionable haircut, but he's a great player. I'm going to get a bit into Pep Guardiola's experience, Arvin, with you, just to start off. Obviously, you watch Pep Guardiola manage your team for, I think it was three seasons, if I'm correct, two or three seasons. Yeah, and that was arguably one of the best Bayern Munich teams, apart from maybe your painters. That's probably the best Bayern Munich team of of recent times. But I want to talk, I I wanted to tell us some of the frailties that maybe you saw that could affect that. Obviously, you didn't win the Champions League with Guardiola at Bayern. Well, some frailties you saw as a as a Pep Guardiola um, fan. Um, well, not a Pep Guardiola fan yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, obviously every single season that Pep was in at Bayern, he reached the semi-finals and he always played the Spanish team, and then we got knocked out and so forth. Um, yeah, I just feel like, especially in first legs, and I think we've seen that in Manchester City as well, he just fails to prepare. Every single time he plays in the first leg away against the big team, he always fails to prepare. He never plays the strongest team. Like when I watched us against, um, I think it was Real Madrid first season, we got smacked 5-0 on aggregate. Um, then the second season, we lost three, well, we lost 1-0 at the Bernabeu, and then we lost 3-0 at New Camp. And then we lost one nil at um, the Calderon. So against Atletico. So um, yeah, every single season we failed to score an away goal. And again, I relate that back to um, I can't say Leon. I'll say Spurs and Liverpool. In both of the games, they didn't score away goals. And I feel like he does not understand the importance of getting the away goal. He just feels that whatever leads he takes back, he can always take back to the Etihad or to the Allianz and get get back a good result. And it just always backfires, especially the team that he plays. You know, I saw him play a weird team against um, Liverpool. I feel like I, I remember him playing, De Bru- I feel, 
I think he played De Bruyne up front and he did he left Aguero on the bench. So that's just one of the one of the weird um calls that he made. And especially against Spurs as well. He didn't play his best he didn't play his best team and then Aguero missed the penalty. He didn't set them up to score an away goal, especially at Bayern as well. So uh, there's been a big argument that they say he can't win the Champions League um without Lionel Messi and people can talk about I'm personally that's not true. You know, Pep uh, he he has the he has the managerial experience of winning the Champions League. He just doesn't he doesn't when it comes to the big stages, when it comes to the decisive moments, he doesn't make the right calls, and that's my key criticism of uh, that I have of Pep. Yeah, no, definitely in the last stages, obviously, yeah, with the Leon game, I've already discussed is that he seems to just capitulate and kind of lose his head a bit with the tactics, maybe get a bit too cocky. You've seen with Pep a few times, but. As I said, this season, I think that Man City are a different animal. The squad depth is insane. And I think it could possibly carry them all the way, maybe, if Pep can compare the same system they're playing now. But yeah, Lena, what were your opinions on this? Maybe Pep Guardiola's frailties in some stage and his experiences in total? Um, oof, I, I, am a, I am a big fan of Pep. Um, every time uh, people talk about um, him inheriting teams, I think... Um, it's a bit harsh because if you look, um, if you look at there, there's some managers that inherit great teams and don't do so well. Um, so, I mean, if we look at the, um, the, the team that the Manchester United that was inherited, um, after, um, uh, Sir, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson left. You know, yeah. things went downhill from then on. So um, I, I just think it's important for us to to also give uh, Pep his, his, his flowers, basically. Um, <laughs> I think he that, that, Bayern, that Bayern team was dominant. Uh, obviously, that Barcelona team was dominant. Um, and this Man City team under uh, Pep, sorry, has been dominant. And it's just... It's unfortunate. And I, I think more, more than just him as the coach, uh, you know, kind of losing himself when it comes to first legs and all that, I think it's also down to uh, big players stepping up. Um, I think that's, that's why, you know, if you look at uh, a Barcelona, uh, you know, a few, a, a few years ago, you had the Messi, you had Xavi, you, you know, all you had Iniesta, those players that would step up in the time where maybe not everyone in the team was, you know, in their right mind uh, or understanding what the stage of the competition meant. And that's to say, again, going back to Chelsea, um, if we look at, you know, what's missing in Chelsea right now, we're missing three things. We're missing a, a John Terry, we're missing a Frank Lampard, and we're missing a Didier Drogba. And sure, those, are, sure. those are players that kind of step up when the team is not doing, is not, you know, doing great, or, you know, there's a, there's a lack of intensity for the situation that they're in. So I think, um, I, I do definitely think that uh, Guardiola has the, the experience for it. I just think the, the Man City players sometimes don't understand what it means to, um, to lift the Champions League trophy. I, I, I don't think, I feel like sometimes the hunger is not there to kind of, you know, do whatever it takes to 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 get to that point i mean again going back to my team um, if we look at like our run in 2012 before we we fired avb um we we had lost the first leg 
right? And it was just, uh, did we lose the first? I think yeah, we did lose. Yeah, lost three one to Napoli. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then you know we came back from that, and there was a hunger showing in every game after that. You know, with and our team wasn't the greatest at the time. I think we 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 entered the final against Bayern Munich with Bertrand on the left wing or something yeah, we like that. Some weird like that. So it's just you know. Um, it's it's just about having those players, but we did have a John Terry, we did have a Frank Lampard, and we did have a DJ Drogba and a, uh, a Petr Cech that led the line that pushed players, young players. I mean, every time I watch a Southampton match, I think to myself, oh, there's only one person there with a Champions League medal, just by the way, you know? And it's just, it's it's crazy to think that Ryan Bertrand was uh, an, a, an exceptional player in a Champions League final. Exactly. And it's, and it's not because he's better than, you know, Cancelo or De Bruyne or whatever the, the case may be. It's just because of the heart and the hunger that's needed for a stage like that. And I think that the team uh, as a whole, and I think it's the same for PSG, the team as a whole lacks that hunger when it comes to certain situations. Yeah, no, that's that's all really great points. I can't disagree with really anything. Yeah. Like the point you made, maybe Barcelona obviously having Xavi Iniesta, PK Puyol, Dani Alves, mm. Messi, all these key players. Man City, they do have really good players in those areas that maybe could win a Premier League title, but do they have the mentality and the hunger to chase right. the most prestigious the most prestigious trophy in the world, arguably apart from the World Cup, I'd say that Champions League is. But it is really difficult for the City players. Obviously, okay, Gundogan's a great player, but is he or Xavi who can pick up that ball out of nowhere? But that's Kevin De Bruyne. He's still not the same level as Xavi in history yet. Maybe he could be in the future. But right now, I'd say that he's still obviously behind Xavi and Iniesta. But obviously, Barcelona had Lionel Messi. Man City have, obviously, Aguero, Gabriel Jesus. They're, they're not the same players as Lionel Messi. They can't pick up the game. They won't, motiv- they won't motivate the whole team. Ruben Diaz could does have that effect. But whether Ruben Diaz is yet a Champions League winning centre-back like the likes of Virgil van Dijk, Obviously, this season, he's been a really good player for six, seven months, but it will take a yeah. few more years for this whole team to maybe get experience. But, guys, I'm going to move on to the conclusion now. I just want to hear, first of all, from you, Arvin. Do you think Man City can win the Champions League? And one point, why? Um, it's a struggle for me because I always think, oh, yeah, Bayern are going to win the Champions League every time. <laughs> but um, judging off of this season, especially off of the form, yes, they can. And I'll make a pro and con to that, just one. Um, because of obviously the, the the way their defense and attack is so solidified, you know they have they have certain players that can come in and do a job. You know Diaz and Stones are your starters, but then even if they're not stepping up, you have Laporte on the bench to keep pushing them to play play really well and make sure that their their starting place is still kept because they have Laporte pushing pushing them for that place. And then in the attack as well, you know with the likes of. Mares, Sterling, Foden, Jesus. I mean, you still got Aguero on the bench. And I feel people forget how good Aguero really is when he when he is on top form. So you know, yeah, you have all these players on the bench, and for that reason, that's one reason that they can win the Champions League. And obviously, the other reason they wouldn't is obviously the inexperience and what Lionel mentioned about the hunger and the desire of these players, and what I mentioned about Pep's frailties. Yeah, for sure. No, they're all really good points. So you're going with maybe a bit of a both sides of the coin, which I rate a bit. Lino, I'm going to go to you now. I know you've mentioned a lot of points about this, but I want to hear your final conclusion. I'm interested to hear this. Um, uh, like, 
uh, I'm going to start like Arvin started. Um, it's hard because I think Chelsea will win the Champions League every time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I just at at the end of at the end of it all, I think um, I think I think they do have. Ah, oh, it's hard for me to say this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Right. I think that they do have a a chance in in winning the Champions League. I hope it's not anytime soon or in my lifetime, but they do have the chance to do it. I think Pep Guardiola is the right man to do it if anyone can. Um I think also that the the more the the, the more maturity that goes into the team the better they will be in actually stepping up on the big stage and and you know getting to the promised land. Um I think I think De Bruyne is the key. Mm-hmm. Um I think you can put anyone around De Bruyne and it just works. Again, uh not wanting to talk about Chelsea, but we let De Bruyne go. I'm still hurt by that, but anyway, that's another topic. But um yeah, I I I do definitely think that they will be able to do it and I just like I said, um I hope it's not in my lifetime. Mm, yeah, me neither, but yeah, obviously Kevin De Bruyne man like every day Every day I wish playing, playing them peng balls at my home to Timo Werner. I just wish it could have happened, yeah. you know. But I mean, it's it's all right. We have Jorginho to do. But yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, it's not that deep. But yeah, I, I'm going to talk about my opinions now. Obviously, I think that Man City are a great side, a Premier League winning side. Whether they have the ability in the final stage of the Champions League, that's where my questions lie. I feel like. They need some more experienced players in their team to to maybe go. I'm not talking about in the starting eleven. Obviously, after Vincent Company left in in uh eighteen nineteen, you saw there was a huge drop last season. But it looks yeah. like it has improved. Whether they have like when we lost John Terry in sixteen seventeen, the next season I'm not going to talk about Chelsea a lot as you've mentioned a lot, Lionel. But it's the Man City <laughs> episode. But when we lost John Terry in seventeen eighteen in the seventeen eighteen, there was a huge drop. We finished fifth. We didn't get far in the Champions League. We might have won the FA Cup. But yeah, when you you need to have these leaders in the dressing room to really help. And like we have Thiago Silva now. Obviously, I'm sure he's doing a lot of the pitch. Reece James has come out and said that he's really helping him in his positional sense where he has to be all the time. But where the Man City have the experience in the dressing room to to really get them and, and have that hunger and fight with the players that like, for example, with Ryan Bertrand, as he mentioned, to get there, maybe Man City could could do it. But I reckon it will happen in the next few seasons where the Pep's still going to be here. I know he has signed a five-year contract, but if he's still going to be here, maybe he will move on. He is the right man, but this season, I'm going to say no. And that's that's I'm going to leave it there. I'm just going to say no. I think that the highest chance right now it's definitely Chelsea football. Club. No, I'm just joking. It's going to be Bayern Munich, I think. They're great. They're doing well this season. I think that they're famous. I mean, I mean, Chelsea are contenders, you know, going going to Atletico and beating them one exactly, day. Exactly, man. Yeah, we. I wouldn't say we're out of the race, but if, we, if we're going to say that Man City have been this good this season and still aren't going to win it, then it's going to take a miracle for Thomas Tuchel's tricky blues to win. But yeah, I think no, that thing, is... That's, that's thing, just... Can I just add sure. that I, I think with, again, we're not going to talk about Chelsea, but just quickly, um, I think the the Champions League, because it's a cup game, there's always a chance, right? I think sure. um, after the win against um, Atletico Madrid, it just shows how much, um, you know, hunger there is in this Chelsea team to go forward. So hopefully it happens and I'm excited. The things I'll do to watch Chelsea lift the Champions League again, man. Oh, oh my, my God, that's going to quit. 
Nah, Aspilicueta with them. Oh, no, no. Looking again. Nah, not Aspilicueta. Next episode. Next episode, Arvin. I know you are. Okay, we're not, I'm not going to say anything about how you feel about Aspi. That's going to cause some stir and beef in this. <laughs> Dave, yeah. Dave. Yeah, uh, let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up, guys. I'm gonna wrap this up. It's been a really good conversation with Leonel. I'm sure we're gonna have you back on the channel, Leo, uh, the podcast soon, Leonel. You've been a really good guest, obviously. Arvin, I'm sure has enjoyed having you on as well. But Leonel, how would you sum up the podcast and how have you enjoyed it today? Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's been amazing. Like I said, it's my first one. Um, it's it's yeah. I, you know, talking to you actually earlier in the video that we did, it just kind of um it kind of solidified what i actually wanted to do with you know like because i've i started this youtube channel and i've kind of been like uh kind of i'll do it here and i'll miss some games and da, 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 and all of that but you know getting on a, a platform like your podcast just allows me to understand like you know what kind of vibe this this type of these type yeah. of conversations yeah. uh you know we, we're just ordinary fans like myself you know just it, what how how it can just get me excited for more football and sure, yeah, yeah and i hope sure. that your listeners uh, you know enjoyed it and i would definitely love to come back and maybe talk more about chelsea and make it like a 10-hour episode <laughs> i don't mind i have everything the bullet points ready and yeah so thank you for having me arvin it was, it was good meeting you and i thank hope you. to hear from you guys soon yeah, I'll, I'll leave Leonel's YouTube channel obviously in in the description of the of the podcast or my Twitter as well. I'll plug that as well with my account. And Arvin, how have you enjoyed the podcast today? And anything you want to say? Um, it's been very good. Obviously, Manchester City not my forte of knowledge, but um, yeah, it's really, it's been really good to chat. Obviously, with Leonel or two Chelsea fans. Um, a bit <laughs> too much bias, but we'll leave it at that. You know, Phil Foden's better than Mason Mount, Taron. Yeah, yeah. Okay, We're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agreed. I agreed with you on that one. I, I get points, yeah. right? But anyway, it doesn't. That's another, that's another topic. We could talk about that for about five hours or something. But anyway, right. yeah, I've I really enjoyed the podcast. Lionel, um, thanks for being on. Huge pleasure, as per mm -hmm. all my special guests. And yeah, really enjoyed it today. Cool, yeah. Anyways, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm your host, Taron, from the Perfect Hatchery Podcast. And don't forget to keep things perfect. Have a nice day. See you soon. <laughs>